Do you want to do search engine optimization? Well, I've been doing search engine optimization for over six years, and I've learned so much over the years, that, and I want to teach you how to do SEO and how to make a full-time income doing SEO for yourself and for other clients. Because when you learn how to do SEO, you can do affiliate marketing and you can make money through brands and sponsorships. So if you want to learn how I did search engine optimization, how I started a search engine optimization business, well, you're going to want to click the first link down below in the show notes. It's going to take you to a free SEO training that I put together myself. And it's about a 50 minute training and it's going to get you started with SEO. And so you'll want to click that first link down below in the podcast notes, sign up for that free training. It's totally free. There's no strings attached and you'll get this free training again, 50 minute training that will teach you everything you need to know about search engine optimization. So again, click that first link down below in the description and let's get into the podcast. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to the Marketing Edge podcast with Scott Leventon. We have a great show lined up for you guys today, but before we get started, I want to let you know we have a couple things in the works. We have our very first guest scheduled to come on the podcast early next week, so stay tuned for that. And we also do have several other guests lined up, so we got big things coming for you on the Marketing Edge podcast. Uh, we are in talks with sponsors to sponsor the, the podcast, so a lot of it's going on right now. We got big things in the works. So we're going to move on and we're going to jump right into the topic for the podcast today, which is the best tools for digital marketing in 2023. Now, I have written down a list of about 15 essential um, tools that I use for digital marketing, but we're not going to get to all 15. Um, so we're just going to get started. So these are just the kind of like the tools online. A lot of them are online software tools that I use basically every day and that are essential for my business. So if you want to run an online business, maybe an SEO or copywriting agency or just other you know digital ser services that you can offer, if you want to do that, you're going to need to use uh, several digital tools, digital marketing tools. And I'm just going to go over the ones that I think are essential. Now, these are ranked in order of like importance, how I would rank them. So the first one I have is Google Workspace. Now, a lot of people, they haven't really came over to Google Workspace. A lot of like, I guess, larger corporations, they still use Microsoft primarily, um, like, like Microsoft, um, what's it called? Microsoft Outlook, Word, PowerPoint. Uh, Excel. A lot of people that, at least when I worked at Aramark, which was like a very big company and very like corporate style, we just used Microsoft. And uh, I honestly, I switched to Google, uh, like Google Workspace, and I love it. I like it so much better uh, than Microsoft. The fact that you can collaborate between like other organizations is just a game changer. Because with Microsoft, we couldn't collaborate. Like I had suppliers that I worked with. We couldn't collaborate with them and get like quick questions answered. We would have to send like a long email and then they wouldn't answer for a day or two. And then we would have to wait for a response. It was just, I just did not like the Microsoft setup, at least at Aramark. Some, I guess some jobs you don't really need to collaborate with other people. So you probably could get away with Microsoft. But I have Google Workspace because I use Google Drive specifically. Um basically every day, every time I'm on my laptop, when when you're creating articles, when, if you're a freelance writer, you're going to need Google Workspace, specifically Google Docs. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Google Drive, Essential. I have written down that I like Google Drive because it's actually free. So it's free for the first 15 gigabytes that you use. And this is going to be enough for most like solopreneurs and people that don't really use like a lot of data. So like if you're using data for video, video tends to take up a lot more data than like photos or like a Google doc. So if you're doing video production and you're consistently producing videos and you want to use, you need to store your videos, uh, you're probably going to need to upgrade your plan. Now the 
the higher plan um, is priced at 199 a month. Um, so it's 199 a month for 100 gigabytes, and it's free for up to 15 gigabytes. So you're probably eventually going to need to upgrade. But 199 a month for 100 gigabytes, that's $2 a month. That's basically nothing. And um, yeah, it's just really good. I think it just goes without saying the Google Docs. Like I said, if you're doing any type of writing, any type of social media, any type of like, I don't know, collaboration on anything involving writing, anything you would use Microsoft Word for, basically Google Docs, I think, is a better version. So Google Docs, yeah, just essential because if you're doing freelance writing, you can uh, make comments. So for me, I'm a freelance writer, copywriter, SEO copywriter, whatever you want to call it. So I write SEO articles for my clients and I need to let them have the opportunity to at least comment if they want, if they have a comment, if they want something changed, if they just want to add something, they can just easily add a comment and just let me know what, what what's on their mind and I can see their comment, I can resolve their comment. And it's just super easy. Google Docs is Google Docs is essential if you're doing any type of writing. Um, you're not going to be able to really use my, anything Microsoft um, because, yeah, Google Docs just it's the best and you can't really beat it. I don't like Microsoft Word just because of the fact you can't collaborate. Now, moving on, Google Sheets, which is basically just like a better version of Excel. Um, so Microsoft Excel is good for like spreadsheets, keeping track of like spending data. And yeah, if you've used Microsoft Excel, you know. Um, what I mean. And uh, Google Sheets, it's just more intuitive. It's just, I think, better. And Google Slides is version of PowerPoint. And PowerPoint, this is like creating slideshows or pitch decks, things along those lines. So you got Google Slides for that. And this all is just easy communication, easy collaboration. You just give access to people that need access to the documents and they can access it right away, even if they don't have a Google account which I don't think you can do with Microsoft. I, I don't think that's a, an option. At least when I used Microsoft, we couldn't do that. I couldn't just like send it to, you know, I couldn't just easily collaborate with like my suppliers that I like from other companies. And it just wasn't, it wasn't efficient. So Google, it does tie in with your YouTube account because Google owns YouTube, if you aren't aware. And um, so it ties in with your YouTube account. So to log into your YouTube, if you do like YouTube videos, uh, you'll use like your Google login. So it's just kind of cool that it all like syncs with each other. I think um, Google Google Workspace, you can actually also get a professional domain, which is like a .com. So for me, um, like my .com, you could say it's really called the domain, but a lot of people might not really understand what a domain is. So I just say a .com. It's like your .com. So my .com is interfazemkt.com. And so I can get that professional domain for like really cheap, like 10 bucks a year. I can get the domain and then I can also get email um, at a fraction of the cost of email. Like you can get Gmail and but like it's just a regular Gmail. But like when someone types in your name, like mine will be Scott at interface instead of Gmail, but it still goes to my Gmail account. So it's just a more professional way. If you don't want it to say like Scott Levinton at Gmail, because like in my opinion, if you have just a Gmail, it's like not really professional, I guess, in my opinion. Like you want to have like your website, like say your website is, um, I don't know, at facebook.com or whatever. You would want it to have Scott at facebook.com, right? You wouldn't want Gmail because it's like, it's just in my opinion, it's not as professional. So I think it's worth it. You can get a domain, you can get the website.com and then you can get the email and it's only $1.99 a month. Um, Actually, no, I'm sorry. That's $1.99 a month for the Google uh, the Google Drive memory. Um, email is, I think, $6 a month. So if you want to get professional email, 
um, you, you know, you're going to need Gmail and then you can get the domain as well. Now there are some downsides to Google Workspace. Uh, do you want to get to the downsides because it's not all, uh, it's not all beneficial. Um, just some downsides of Google, Google Workspace. If you have a large team, um, and like you use a lot of video data and you have a lot of people like collaborating and submitting videos and like you have folders with videos, um, it could get a little expensive for like enterprise level plans. Um, so that's one of the really only downsides. Again, the 15 gigabytes might not be enough for you, especially if you're producing video content or you have a lot of people on your team. The 15 gigabytes might not be enough, um, but you just have to upgrade it another $2 a month. It's basically nothing. Um, so Google, yeah, it's really not a downside, but, um, if, if you need more than 15 gigabytes, you're going to have to, you're going to have to be prepared to, I know, increase it $2 a month, which is basically nothing. But the last downside I have, there is kind of a learning curve because if you've never used like Google docs, Google sheets, Google slides, or anything like Microsoft, you probably, you might have some trouble, I guess. Um, like if you'd probably need to watch like a couple tutorials, like video lessons or something just on YouTube, like how to use Google drive. And, um, yeah, if you just watch some of those videos, like you should be fine. So all in all, the verdict is that Google drive is an essential part of my business. I use it every day to run my business. And if you want to run a successful online business in 2023 and beyond, you're going to need Google drive because Microsoft's just not doing it, especially if you have like independent contractors um, or even just regular employees. Uh, I think Google Drive is the best way to communicate and the best way to run your business. So we're going to move on. And the next tool I want to go over is the Google Calendar. So this kind of ties in with the Google Workspace, but I, I think it needed a separate kind of um, like intro. Um, so the Google Calendar, if you plan on, you know, like scheduling meetings with clients, if you're in sales, um, or you just have a team and you just want to schedule meetings, whether you're in person or not, or if you're remote, um, the Google Calendar is just the best way, I think, to manage like your meetings and different scheduling. Um, yeah, so I mean, if you're running an online business and you have contractors and you're not like in constant communication with them, uh, you can send them like an invite to have like a Google Meet. That's the other thing. They have uh, video calling. So you can just easily add video calling details where you send someone an invite and it just like, say I had a, a meeting tomorrow at like noon or whatever. Uh, I can send the invite for tomorrow at noon and then I can give you when you log on to attend the meeting, there's a button where you can just join the video call easily. And it's just really, really easy to do video chat because if, a lot of times like you want to see someone on camera, especially if you're doing sales, but you can't do it in person. I think you want to see them on camera. So you need a Zoom call or I call it Zoom, but it's just a Google Meet. Um, a lot of people, like if you say, oh, let's do a Zoom call, they'll know what you're talking about. But if you say, oh, let's do a Google Meet, they might not know really what you're talking about. Um, so you want to be clear that like it's a video call, especially when you're doing sales. I think you want to see someone face to face. So we're going to move on and you can sync your calendar with the Google Calendar. So across a number of different apps and there's a lot of automations you can do, especially with apps like I think like Slack. I use Kartra, Kajabi. Uh, there's a lot of platforms that you can use and they sync with your Google Calendar. So like Kajabi is a good um, tool like to run an online like online course, online courses. If you're selling online courses, Kajabi. And usually Kajabi and I use Kartra, they have a way for you to set meetings. It's like an all-in-one platform. So they have a calendar. At least I'll speak on Kartra because I use this. They have a calendar feature on Kartra. 
and I use the calendar feature to schedule like meetings on Kartra and then it just syncs to my Google Calendar and adds the meeting to my Google Calendar. I think Kajabi, I think they all can kind of do that. I think that's a common feature. And uh, it's just really nice to sync your calendar. You can set it like meetings with Kartra and then it just puts it on your Google Calendar with the video calling details. It's just really easy. So Google Calendar, it's an essential part of any business. There are some competitors, mostly being the Microsoft Outlook. I just like the Google Calendar. I like the interface of the Google Calendar. I like its simplicity. Um, it's just really easy, and it's just I just like it better than the Microsoft Outlook. So it's really easy to also invite people outside of your organization. Again, it's not really that great with Microsoft. It's kind of hard to do, if at all. You can't really like collaborate really like easily with other people outside of your organization. Um, so I think just I just think Microsoft's a little outdated, but. So the Google Calendar, there are there's really only one downside that I could think of. And it's just that, again, for like an enterprise level plan, if you're like a large organization and you need like enterprise, you need like everyone to have the Google Calendar, then it can get a little expensive. But at that point, you're bringing in probably a lot of money where you can afford it. Um, so it's not really a downside, but just something to be aware of. We're going to move on and we're going to get to Stripe. Now, Stripe is number three on the list. Um, for good reason, Stripe is, again, these are essential parts of my business. Um, so Stripe, I use it every day um, basically to send payments and invoices. I'm sorry, actually not send payments. It's just to send invoices, which actually is a point we'll get to. Um, Stripe is just a good way to send like invoices to get paid for your services. Um, you can set up like monthly recurring payments. It's just really easy to accept payments. Now, there are... Uh, main competitor is probably PayPal, and but Stripe, the analytics are really nice. The graphs, the charts that they give you, um, it's just like a quick summary of like your sales, and it's really good for online business, especially. I like Stripe better for online business. Um, you can also do like professional branding, like you can put your logo on the invoices that you send, and there's just a lot of other customizable like options you can do that are pretty cool with Stripe that you can't really do, at least in my experiment, my experience in PayPal. Um, the analytics, again, they're really intuitive. It's easy like to filter them. Like your, so say, I think when you log in, it gives you like your month to date. So like say today is like the 20th of the month. It automatically shows you how much sales you've done like month to date, if you know what that is, like from the start of the month till now. And it just shows you that if you want to see like the past year, you can like filter it in the last 90 days, the last 30 days, the last seven days. There's just so many like things that Stripe does that I think it's, again, essential. Uh, a lot of competitors out there, um, but PayPal, want to get to PayPal because Stripe, the one thing you can't do is actually you cannot send payments. You can only accept payments. And then the, when you like get a payment, when someone pays you, it goes directly into your bank account. Um, but I realized very quickly that you can't actually send payments via Stripe. So I'm going to need another way to send payments to my employees, uh, my contractors specifically, because I don't have like direct deposit for these people. Um, so I'm going to need like, yeah, basically to have another way to send them the payments for working for me. Um, so I'll need to figure that out and I'm probably going to have to use PayPal. So it's kind of making me question, well, what what good is if I can't send payments? Like why? Like, I'm just kind of, when I realized that I can't send payments, I was like, well, why can't I do that? I just thought like Stripe, it would be an all-in-one, but like it's not good for paying your employees, at least not that I am aware of. Maybe I'll have to do a little more research, but 
in my understanding, I can't send payments like to my employees. So I'm going to need another service. Just one downside that you should consider. Uh, again, you will need PayPal or something else if you want to like pay your employees or contractors. And last downside is that there's a lot of features of Stripe um, that it can be a little confusing. Um, I really only use it for like setting or sending invoices and getting paid. That's the main use of what I use Stripe for. Um, there are other features and other things you can do with it that I honestly, I just don't really have a use for. Um, but Stripe, they do take a percentage. So the way it works is that Stripe takes 2.9% of every transaction, uh, which is standard. And then they also take 30 cents per transaction. So it's a flat 30 cents, but then also 2.9% for the entire purchase. So it's actually in line with, you know, industry standards like PayPal. It's pretty much the same. Um, I think that's pretty standard. One might be a little better than the other, but typically speaking, it's it's about the same. So that's Stripe. We're going to move on and we're actually going to briefly talk about PayPal because, again, if you use Stripe or there are other like payment processors that you can use, but I just like Stripe or PayPal. Just the easiest. It's the most well-known and I just think it's just the easiest to use that, but there are a lot of other options. But again, PayPal made the list because you will need a way to pay your employees or your contractors if you don't have them like on direct deposit or like basically more for contractors because like if you have employees, usually you have them on direct deposit typically. Um, but PayPal, I have written down that it does remain a tried and true player in the online payment world because uh, PayPal has been around for so long, obviously, and they've been a leader in the space for so long. Um, I just think when Stripe came up and I just think it's a better version of PayPal, except you can't send the payments to your contractors, which I really don't understand why PayPal d doesn't have an implementation of that. But whatever, we're going to move on and we're going to get to Buffer. So Buffer, um, Buffer is a social media management app. Um, basically, it allow allows you to schedule social media posts across pretty much every social media channel. Um, with the shift to the short form video content, you can upload reels, um, like shorts or whatever you want to call them, for like TikTok shorts or whatever, the YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, or just a TikTok video. The short form video content, you can do it with Buffer, which you actually couldn't do previously. Um, so if you run an online business or really just any type of business, you should be on social media. Not everyone is, but you should be on social media. And if you are on social media and typically like if you run it across, it's better for like if you run it across multiple like channels, for example, like if you do your Instagram, your Facebook, your LinkedIn and your Twitter, you're going to need like a scheduling tool such as Buffer. Now, I like Buffer. I like the interface. There is a competitor called Hootsuite and Hootsuite's very well known. Um, depending on who you ask, Hootsuite's probably number one, but I just like Buffer. I like Buffer's interface. It just makes it easy. And I'm used to Buffer. I've been using it for a while. So Buffer, again, it's essential if you're on social media, you're going to need a scheduling tool unless you want to just spend a lot of time posting like right when um, like right when you need to post. It's honestly a really big, like big waste of time because what you can do with Buffer, you can like do all your social media posts and just schedule them over the course of the next week or month. And then you can do like maybe spend two or three hours like scheduling all your posts on like a Sunday. And then you don't have to worry about it at least until like next Sunday or however far in advance you want to like schedule all your social media. Um, it's really good for doing that because it's a big waste of time if you just like go on and post like on Instagram every single time, like manually. It's just a big waste of time in my opinion. So Buffer I think is essential. 
Um, we're going to get on to other benefits of Buffer. Um, so you can connect nearly other every other social media account, um, such as your TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and pretty much everything else. You can connect on Buffer very easily, and you can just schedule the posts. Um, there was a time in the past when you couldn't do like TikTok, and like, but they added these features where now you can basically connect to any social media profile, and um, yeah, you can just schedule all your posts. So. I have used competitors like Hootsuite. I have used Hootsuite before. I just like the buffer interface and the user experience the best. Um, pretty self-explanatory. Now it is cost-effective for like solopreneurs or small teams. Like it's it's pretty cost-effective, and they you pay by channel, which is like usually five dollars per month per channel. Um, at least that's what it was when I started. So it's just really good for like solopreneurs. Like I said, if you don't really have a large team just yet. Um, buffer can be pretty cost effective. Um, however, if you do have a large team and um, you need to schedule social media across, like maybe you have a social media department, um, Buffer can get expensive for large teams, just as like most of every other software platform that we're discussing. Um, so yeah, Buffer. And then the features have come a long way. Like I said, you used to not be able to upload TikToks or like Reels, but now you can do all of that. Now, again, going on to the downsides of Buffer, so they do charge based on the number of channels that you use, like I mentioned, and I think you get up to five channels on like the standard plan, and that's what I'm at now. And if you go like up past the standard plan, um, it can get expensive. Like if you have just a lot, yeah, a lot. So a lot of like social media channels. So again, large teams can get expensive, but that's expected for basically all of these um, software platforms. So we're gonna move on to Slack now. Slack. What is Slack? Well, Slack is an communication channel um, just like easily communicate with your employees contractors and other companies other organizations um, slack just makes it really easy quick communication because so, sometimes when you have a question um, for someone it doesn't need like a formal email typically or sometimes i should say and it's just easier to communicate with the people you work with and just get like you can send documents you don't have to do it through a formal email and Slack just makes it super easy. I think it revolutionized like the the way companies communicate. Because at least before, it was only really Microsoft or Skype. I think we use Skype a lot, actually. And um, yeah, Slack kind of came in and shaked up the game. Because um, yeah, Slack, it's just really good to communicate easily. Like I have Slack open right now. I use it every day, especially if you're doing with contractors. It's if Yeah, I would say Slack is just essential for any like business like that is like in the 21st century. Um, I just think it's, yeah, it's an essential way. I don't think you can use Teams anymore. I think Teams is outdated because you can't communicate with other organizations. But anyways, the, it's the easiest way to communicate between teams and organizations. The competitors can't let you chat quickly like different companies, uh, like different organizations. You can't just easily chat with them. Now, the downsides of Slack is that it is pretty scalable with like a team. You can add team members pretty easily. But again, it gets expensive as you get into the higher plans. If you have more people on your team, um, can get expensive. Um, but we're going to move on to QuickBooks. And if you don't know what QuickBooks is, QuickBooks is just kind of like an all-in-one accounting software. Uh, it's made by Intuit. So Intuit's they have three products, actually. It's um, Intuit Mint, Intuit QuickBooks, and Intuit MailChimp. They just acquired MailChimp. So the Intuit, maybe they have other products, but those are the main products and uh, that they have to offer and they're just really good they're well known they're reputable 
Um, great reviews, and I've used all of them. I've used MailChimp. I've used, well, now QuickBooks. I'm new to QuickBooks. But anyways, I've used MailChimp. I've used Mint, and uh, they have really great user interfaces and just easy to use. It's just super, like, I love the Intuit apps. And QuickBooks is probably their most well-known. They're known for this QuickBooks, and it's just easy accounting software. So if you run a business, pretty much any business, you're going to need a way to keep your books. You want to see how much money's coming in, how much money's going out. You want to see your expenses. You want reports. You want to know what your revenue is. You want to you need to know all this stuff if you're running a business, online business or not. Um, so instead of hiring, you know, a CPA to do your books or just an accounting department, uh, QuickBooks can basically replace a whole accounting department. Because QuickBook, again, you just hook up your bank account, you hook up your savings account, your business checking, your business credit, and basically all banking accounts that you have, you can just um, hook it right up to QuickBooks. And it just makes it super easy if you spend, like, say you put something on your credit card, it obviously just tracks that and you can see it in like a monthly statement or your yearly statement or your revenues. Um, so it's great. Just you, you hook up your, your credit cards, your debit cards, whatever you have, you know, PayPal, whatever. And QuickBooks just keeps track of everything. So it's easy to read. They make graphs and reports. And it's really good like to see like a year end. So say you're in business, you've been in business for a little while. Um, QuickBooks can give you like a year end like report with like graphs of like how your revenue changed over time. And it's just essential for accounting if you don't want to spend a fortune like having like an accounting department or a, an actual CPA do your books. Uh, QuickBooks is basically the next best option. So it allows you also to see your business trends over time. Like I said, your revenue, um, other things like people that send you payments. You can also do invoicing. Um, you can accept invoices through QuickBooks, which is something I might actually look into um, because again, Stripe isn't really, um, you know, satisfying that because I can't send payments out. So QuickBooks, I believe you can send and accept payments. So I might actually try it. Um, QuickBooks, the basic plan is $15 per month and it actually is 30 typically, but they always have a special. At least I've looked in the past like couple months and they've always had a special. So I think it's kind of like their business model is to like basically offer it for higher. And then it's usually 30 bucks a month and they just slash the price with this like special that's going on for 15. But this special has been going on for a long time. So I think that's just their business model. So $15 a month for the basic plan. Again, if you have teams, like if you have large teams that you need to, like if you have other people using a credit card and you just have large teams that need to use your QuickBooks, again, it gets expensive, especially for QuickBooks, actually, uh, for enterprise plans. Uh, this is one of the platforms that for large teams, it is going to add up pretty significantly. Um, so just something to keep in mind. And now again, there are a lot of specials that go on, even with the enterprise plans. So definitely look out for the specials. Uh, look out for like the, if you have like a discount code, they might offer like discount codes too. So something to keep in mind. Now there are other competitors. There's a lot of newer competitors in the space that I've heard of that honestly, they challenge QuickBooks a little. Um, it just like kind of just challenges them. Um, as like another platform that people might use for accounting. So there are competitors out there. They might be less expensive. So if you want to, um, you know, check out other competitors, um, you can do that. It's not all just QuickBooks. So 
QuickBooks, some of the downsides, again, there's expensive for large teams. And then there's also a learning curve because I actually just started using QuickBooks and I didn't really know how to use it most effectively because there's so many different like so many different features. And I had to watch a couple of tutorials to make sure that I was using um, QuickBooks to its most to its highest potential, basically. Um, otherwise, there's not other many really any other downsides might just be a little expensive uh, compared to some competitors that are trying to undercut it. Um, but otherwise, not too many downsides. So we're going to go moving on to Canva. Canva, what is Canva? Well, Canva is an easier version of Photoshop is how I like to describe Canva. So if you've never used Photoshop, or even if you have, there's just so many like features of Photoshop, in my opinion, and it's hard to like use them all. So I just don't really like Photoshop because it's there's just so many different buttons that you can pit, like press and so many different things you can do that it's just overwhelming for me. And I, I really haven't even used it that much. But I just see tutorials. I see other people using them. I'm like, I don't want to even concern myself with that. So Canva is just a really good way to do graphic design if you don't want to do Photoshop. It's a direct competitor to Photoshop. And I think it's it's just so much more intuitive it's just so much easier to use. The templates are amazing. That's another thing. Photoshop doesn't have the same templates as Canva. The Canva templates, if you do social media, um, you're going to need Canva because first, the templates are amazing and it's super easy to use. Um, the pro plan is only $12.99 and you get access to $12.99 a month and you get access to basically everything, all the templates, all the images, uh, with the free plan, the free plan is still really good, except you don't have access to all the templates. Um, so it is pretty limited. Like if you're doing social media, like as a business, um, you're going to need Canva Pro probably. Um, and it's $12.99 a month. It's not that bad. Um, it does start to scale up for enterprise level plans, but $12.99 for like solopreneurs or small teams, um, that's, that's going to do it for you. That's for Canva Pro and you'll be set. Um, something to think about if you're doing like large team social media, like you have a whole department, um, then you might want to look into the enterprise plan, which can, um, you know, it can add up. Um, yeah, but it allows you to also collaborate. So like kind of similar to Google Drive and the Google apps, uh, you can easily collaborate um, with Canva. You can invite people to Canva. You can share the links. You can do a lot with Canva and uh, just something to keep in mind. Now, downsides is that there aren't the advanced features that like Photoshop has to offer. I will say there's probably more features of Photoshop and like technical features that more people will appreciate that use like technical like Photoshop, if that makes sense. Um, but like there aren't some of these advanced features on Canva. So it's just something to keep in mind. Um, again, can be expensive for enterprise plans. Now the common templates are used by other people. I have noticed I've used Canva for YouTube thumbnails. And I did see other people using like the same template kind of, and just something to keep in mind. Cause I don't want like really my, my YouTube thumbnails and my social media, I don't really want it to look like all the others kind of, if that makes sense. So just a couple of things to keep in mind about Canva. Well, thanks everyone for listening. This is part one. Keep watch, keep listening for part two of the best tools for digital marketing. See you then.